stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters. I'm Cheryl G., and I'll be your host for the hour. Today, we're going to be talking about inclusion and cultural competence in the workplace, journey through the eyes and experience of our 2011 advanced participants. So we have a wonderful lineup for you today, and I'm looking forward to the conversation um, on this topic. Valerie Wright, our associate producer, is standing by, and she's going to at least, uh, I think, give us the names and maybe a lineup of our guests that will be joining us today. Valerie. Good afternoon, Dr. G. For today's show, we have um, seven guests who attended the advance. And the guests are Mindy Mulligan from San Diego, California, Troy Bell from Beverly Hills, California, George Dwyer from Santee, California, Leslie King from Lynchburg, Virginia, uh, Dr. Alfonso Rodriguez from San Diego, California, and Yvonne Thomas from Evanston, Illinois. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Valerie. Thank you, Dr. G. And Wendy and Troy, I'd like to welcome you first to the show. Thank you. Good afternoon. Yes, thank you. Mindy Mulligan is an area director here in our Head Start program at San Diego's Neighborhood House Association. And then Troy Bell is a special assistant to the city manager for Beverly Hills, California. Again, uh, welcome to both of you. Thank you. Yes. I want to actually just start by, uh, one, thanking each of you for attending the advance, and then also thanking you for um, responding to our invite to come onto the show today and just share a little bit about your experience. I'm going to maybe ask, um, I think, Mindy, maybe if you would go first and okay. share, you know, what the advance experience was like for you and maybe what you gained from the forum. Okay. Well, um, going into the advanced um, experience, I wasn't really sure what I was going to gain from it or how it would even unravel. Um, I, my background is I'm Portuguese, um, so I fall in the Caucasian um, category. And from my perspective, I came in thinking that I didn't have any um, biases when it came to race. Um, and I felt pretty culturally competent. However, going into this um, 
clearly it shows that race is still an issue um, and it's something that needs to be discussed. And I learned that in order to be an effective leader, that it has to be my issue. Because if it's an issue within the organization I work, then it has to become my issue as well. And I have to be educated on, on it and have um, a particular stand on it um, to, to make it a, a more effective workplace. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that, Mindy. How about yourself, Troy, with regards to, I don't know if you have anything you want to add in relation to what Mindy shared, but I'd love to hear a little bit about your own um, advanced experience as well and what you gained from the farm. Well, it, it was a tremendous experience for me to be able to participate. Uh, the caliber of people such as Mindy that were involved in the program uh, was tremendous. Uh, I, I enjoyed the opportunity to uh, interact with um CEOs, leaders um, of various uh, aspects of uh, the uh, community and the opportunity to have this dialogue around the issue of race, inclusion, and cultural competency. I think um, from being an African-American myself, um, my perspective was that race is still an issue, but having gone through uh, this experience, I was able to identify and clarify in what factor and what way it impacts our communities. So I think that was an important takeaway for me from the experience. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you. And I think you've both kind of alluded to a couple of things. One is the interaction. Um, just for our listeners' benefit, for myself and our fabulous uh, partnering agency, we had um, Howard um, ah, Andre Howard, I had a blank on his name there, was a co-facilitator. And then also Stephen Graham was also a co-facilitator. And each of us had an agreement that our role in facilitating was really um, keeping in, was to keep in step with the idea that people learn and grow through interaction with each other. So it was very much um, participant-driven. We put some framework. We had some nuggets we wanted to make sure we shared. But uh, it really was, as Troy said, the caliber of the people that were in the room and um, really being able to draw on the experience and the perceptions of everyone there that really, I think, led to such an enriching experience. Both yourself, Mindy, and Troy, you've indicated um, some awareness with regards to your thoughts as it relates to does race continue to matter and be an issue in America. I know we had a pretty robust um, conversation, fireside chat, with all the uh, participants on that topic. Um, Mindy, anything that resonated for you, your thoughts with regards to um, why or why not? Um, I think our fireside chat was um, a really good experience because most trainings is done in a very formal type of setting, and people kind of hold back on truly how they feel, and they don't want to push other buttons or take it to that next level. And because we spent so many days together um, and in different settings um, around food, breaking bread together, we were able to feel comfortable and really point out some of our ignorances we might have or some questions we might have um, that we would never dare ask um, in another setting, and so it really allowed us just to get to that that deeper level of understanding. And I think that helped for us to kind of clarify where we are um, on the cultural competency uh, continuum. You know, where do we fall as far as um, how competent are we when it comes to race and culture? Wonderful, Troy. Anything you'd like to add? 
Sure. I think I think Mindy hit the nail on the, on the head. I, I, the only thing I would add is I think the fact that there were so many trans people in the room, uh, it created a, a, a atmosphere of respect that uh, allowed us to get to a level of trust that we could open up and have conversations that are honest and sincere without being offensive to we were sharing our personal experiences and our personal perceptions without fear of being judged um, in, a, in an atmosphere that allowed us to look at things from a perspective of how we can all grow uh, as a result of the conversation and gain a, a greater awareness of what the different perspectives that, that exist in the marketplace concerning the issue of race and, and culture. And I think uh, you and your staff did a great job of creating that environment from the beginning by setting the ground rules and um, by establishing the, the environment that allows us to, to, to have that interaction. Great. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I want to just drill just a, a, a tad bit more on this question um, just to maybe share with our listening audience some of the nuggets that came up relative to indicators that led uh, participants to the um, to the point of saying yes, race does continue to matter in America. I know that Valerie did a great job of sharing um, some of the data from the Racial Equality Initiative from the uh, WK Kellogg uh, Foundation, and then others in the room also shared some indicators with regards to that say yes, race does still matter. Any indicators from either of those, just from the participants or from the research that was shared, that would um, help our listeners that maybe weren't in the room understand why um, there are these voices that say, yes, race does continue to matter in America? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I'm glad you asked that question because there was one study um, that your team shared with us that really stuck out to me and really shows that race is an issue. And um, the study shows that it's it's in black and white. It's not, um, well, you think race is an issue. It it, it definitely is. And it was a study conducted where um, resumes were sent out, and the resumes were identical in content. The only difference were the names. And they had some names that were distinctly white names, such as Allison, Emily, Brad, and Greg, and then they had distinctly black names, such as Leticia, Jamal, and Darnell. And the study showed that um, the white name applicants um, sent about 10 applications out before they got a call back for a job interview, where the black um, applicants' um, names had to send out 15 before they got a call back, and the only difference was the name. Um, so that shows it, it was a 50% difference um, just for the name. So that was really shocking evidence to me. Great. Uh, thank you, Mindy, for pointing out that specific um, example in the study. Troy, anything stand out for yourself as an indicator, either from the study or just general um, conversation or your own experience? Well, I, I think the important thing that was um, that was brought out was that um, that racism itself is an issue. Um, the question about uh, surrounding whether race matters, and uh, I think uh, what it, it is important to, for us to understand is that race should matter because just as ethnicity and and um, uh, sexual orientation, all of those things should matter because it is part of the um, the broader um, society that we're a part of, and it is that, that aspect of our society that makes us rich, that we should be embra- embracing that. Um, 
uh, that diversity of different cultures and ethnicities instead of trying to uh, be blind to it. It's what makes us great and what makes us good, so it should matter. Now, should, is racism itself an issue? Yes, it is an issue, and, and the study that was just quoted uh, or cited is a great indicator of how um, our biases enter into the way we treat and deal with people. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you um, both again for sharing uh, that information. Um, thoughts with regards, I think another um, conversation that uh, stands out in my mind as really being impactful were the um, discussions around systems power and then uh, culture specifically as related to can one have an inclusive work culture in the midst of a hierarchical organization. Uh, thoughts with regards to that for either of you? Well, I'll go first on, on this one and say that um, I think it, what came out of, our, of the workshop was an understanding that as leaders that we have a responsibility for creating an environment where, of inclusion and understanding how the hierarchy and the power is uh, plays into um, the feeling of inclusion and the way that our employees treat each other um, and how we... we um, allocate that power based on um, the way our system is set up. So I think that was something that came out of the workshop that uh, was enlightening, to be aware and cognizant of those impacts Mm -hmm. in in the power structure. Great. Thank you. Mindy, any thoughts from yourself? I, I definitely agree with everything Troy's saying. Um, and and I, I think when it comes to an organization, it's important to be really diverse in leadership um, so that we have a better representation of our staff and the population we're trying to um, serve. And, and like Troy said, we need to have that, that empathy and um, that understanding of maybe what does it feel like to be um, a mother or another gender or another race or to be someone who's working on the bottom or the top. And if we have a better understanding with that, uh, we're able to make people feel comfortable and um, more encouraged to contribute. And so it actually does bring up our agency as a whole and it makes us more of a powerhouse. Wonderful. Well, yeah. Troy I, and um, I, I, oh, sure, Mindy. To that, Dr. G. Yes, Troy. Um, the fact that we have people that we perceive to represent different uh, different ethnicities or race or cultural areas at the table, uh, from the conversation that we had in the workshop, the realization is that just because they're sitting at the table doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're getting that perspective right. in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And so things have to be done to actually nurture that and create a space for that to come out. I want to thank both of you for coming on the show today and um, let our listeners know that we'll be right back with two more guests from the Advance to continue our dialogue on inclusion and cultural competence in the workplace. Thank you so much, Troy, and thank you, Mindy. Thank you. Thank you. And, Troy, as always, it's a pleasure. Likewise. Thank you.
business? You'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are there any challenges to your success? You already have what it takes to turn these challenges into results in any area. Find out more when you tune in to The Power of Realism, Why Integrity Matters, with host Jeffrey Canavan. We all deal with adversity and challenges in life and business. We'll talk with those individuals who have faced these challenges and turned them into success stories. By making just a few shifts in your thinking, you too can be one of these success stories. The Power of Realism airs live on Thursdays at 10 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email Dr. G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more from Leadership Matters. With us today, we have uh, two additional guests from the advance that have joined us. We have uh, Leslie King, Special Assistant to the City Manager in Lynchburg, Virginia. Thank you so much for being on the line, Leslie. Thank you for having me. Yes, and then also we have George Dreyer, who is... uh, George, did I say your last name correctly? Uh, Dwyer. Dwyer, thank you, who's a graduate student at San Diego State University here in San Diego, California. Thank you so much, George, for being on the line as well. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes. So we are talking about inclusion and cultural competence in the workplace, journey through the eyes and the experience of our 2011 advanced participants. Leslie, I'm going to start with you and just ask you if you'd share a little bit about your advanced experience and maybe what you gained from the forum. Sure. Um, Over and beyond having the opportunity to be away from the office and the day-to-day work, um, I just thoroughly enjoyed the experience of the advance. the process of hearing other people's stories, 
and engaging in dialogue about um, critical issues of cultural competence and inclusion, and specifically how to um, to weave the discussion of cultural competence with issues concerning race, um, that race is still an issue. Um, what also stands out in my mind is the exercise that we did about um, where we were broken into different groups or levels of an organization, whether we were on the bottom or the middle or we were in top management, and how um, being a part of those different levels of an organization contributes to our behavior and our feeling of whether or not we feel empowered or not empowered and how to um, recognize that and be aware um, of the different levels when we are interacting with others. And so that was um, insightful for me. And also this new concept that I learned, Jai Tiny, um, <laughs> um, this idea of being big but yet small at the same time, not making a lot of waves. Um, so that stuck with me as well and, and, and how to do that and maneuver through situations and, and, and be Jai Tiny. But most of all, I think what it helped me to do is refocus and recenter on what's important. And um, one of the other things that I – um, that stands out for me is uh, when Stedman did his presentation and he asked us, why are we important? And that was a challenging question. I think that's one that we don't always, um, we're not always asked, um, but I think it's an important question. And it was, uh, it reminded me to think about my gifts and if I'm operating from a place of um, my importance and <clears throat> and do my activities in life also follow that? And so that was a great um, opportunity for me to be a part of that discussion. So those things were definitely insightful for me. So uh, being a part of um, this identity or self-identity and leadership training and um, learning more about cultural competence, learning more about my personality and temperament, and hearing that some of the challenges that exist on the East Coast also exist on the West Coast in terms of inclusion and dealing with race issues. Wonderful. So those Thank are some of the things that I... Excellent. Thank you so much, Leslie. How about yourself, George? Uh, I think that uh, some of the insights I gained from the advance uh, had to do with uh, how the, that the more you learn uh, about diversity and, and the more you learn about variations in people's personalities and, and cultural influences... Um, that it creates a responsibility in leaders. Uh, and that responsibility is, is to take what you learn about uh, diverse backgrounds and different ways of thinking and, and processing the world. Taking that into account uh, is a leadership responsibility. And, uh, and, and I think that's an important way to frame it in terms of responsibility. It's not just a technique. It's not just a, uh, a leadership trick, so to speak. Um, that, that in a diverse society and in a diverse workplace, that leaders have a responsibility to take those things into account. Great. Uh, thank you. Um, actually, either of you, um, Leslie, you touched on it a little bit, and, um, and George as well. I want to see if you have anything you might add as comments relative to what identity education and personality have to do with cultural competence. George, you want to take this one since I went first last time? I'll oh, let sure. You go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, as as a uh, as a Northern European American, uh, I, I think it's a really relevant issue uh, to me uh, and to folks uh, who share uh, my cultural background uh, because I I, I think um, 
you know, in majority uh, European-American culture in the United States, uh, what I find very frequently is just a lack of awareness um, that, that white folks have an ethnic identity. Um, and, and while it, you know, it, it may be interesting and fascinating to learn about your own identity, I also think that there's this really critical piece for folks to understand, which is if, if we all understand that we have ethnic identities and we have cultural influences that shape us, uh, then I think that that in and itself yields some, some, some uh, empathy and some understanding that when we encounter different ways of thinking, feeling, communicating, uh, and processing the world in others who have different cultural backgrounds, uh, it provides more of a foundation for understanding that differences uh, are just a fact of life, and that that's a starting point for being able to, to build a strong organization uh, out of diversity. Wonderful. Thanks, George. And how about yourself, Leslie? Anything you'd like to add to that? Sure. I think that um, wherever we are, there we are, the one constant in the situations that we put ourselves in. And so um, saying that, I think it's important that we are aware of our own attitudes, our own behaviors, um, because I think we can self-manage ourselves in situations um, the more we become aware of who we are and our differences and our identity as well. And just to touch on what George um, just talked about in terms of difference, the more we recognize who we are and recognize that there are differences in others, then I think that we can appreciate that difference without seeing the difference as inferior, but just recognizing that this is a different way of expressing oneself based on um, their identity, based on their personality, based on their temperament or their culture. And so I just think it's important that we um, become more self-aware, and as we do that, we can build that trust with others um, to be able to become more culturally competent. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, thank you so much, Leslie. Another thought with regards to um, can one change the culture without changing the people? Either of you. Any thoughts? Well, I think that if you change the culture, you are, you are changing the behaviors, um, the norms of people that exist within mm-hmm. that culture. So rather than focusing on uh, changing people, I think um, a smarter way to do that um, is to look at how we can improve a culture by either modeling a specific behavior um, with those who are in positions of more influence or power uh, and also supporting um, certain behaviors within a culture um, and also rewarding that. I know that was one thing that came out in the training was what does it take to um, create a culture. And so I think that um, that an important aspect is to look at how you can change the culture, and I think the people will follow. Wonderful. So really that was um, definitely the core message with regards to consciously modeling, supporting, and rewarding what we would want to see in order to help to um, create the culture, and as you say, as people engage in that cultural experience, then they too 
um, they evolve in their learning and in their therefore in their behavior. George, anything you'd like to add? I uh, I, I agree with the uh, the points that that, that Leslie made. Uh, one uh, maybe one uh, nuance that, that that I see a little different is, is uh, <clears throat> I would still be pretty convinced that changing the culture would in fact involve changing people. Um, and and and. But I acknowledge, you know, how reciprocal it is. Uh, modeling, supporting, and, and rewarding, um, you know, involves, you know, setting, setting a great example, but at the same time, it would be highly interactive with everybody at every level of the organization. Uh, so I would, I would include in, in an emphasis on, on changing culture uh, a conviction that, that people can change for uh, in positive ways, and, and, and I would approach it that way. Yeah, and I actually think I heard you guys both say the same thing, so that's a good thing uh, mm-hmm. relative to there's probably more similarities in what you, what you said than differences relative right. to, I think, areas of agreement. Uh, right. Any final thoughts from either of you as we begin to transition off? Leslie, a final word. Well, I think uh, for me it's just an, an increase of um, learning and growing um, and sharing um, what I've learned from the forum with others in my community and sharing about uh, some of the concepts that were shared with me and some of the stories that were shared. Um, and okay. so I think um, that's the message that I received from the Great. conference or what I received the most was. Um, Thank you. Final thought from yourself, George. Uh, I would encourage folks to uh, to look to the advance for, for learning uh, great things such as we talk about trust and credibility, but a great thing I learned at the advance is how to operationalize that. The idea that trust comes from have people believing that you have their best interests at heart and that credibility comes from you get me. I know you get me. Um, those are key things that I would get from a leadership uh, perspective at, from the advance. Wonderful. Well, again, thank you both for being on the show. And um, we're going to ask our listeners to stay with us. And we'll be back with two more guests from the advance. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter L. Mosca provides those of you eager to invest well in real estate with the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus is to help you maximize your real estate investment dollars. Listen live to the brightest minds in investment real estate every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter L. Mosca, where America learns to invest. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff?
staff or organization performance? Contact Innovisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email Dr. G at dr.g at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter L. Mosca provides those of you eager to invest well in real estate with the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus is to help you maximize your real estate investment dollars. Listen live to the brightest minds in investment real estate every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter L. Mosca, where America learns to invest. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Today we're talking about inclusion and cultural competence in the workplace. We have two more guests from our 2011 um, advance. And let's see, I'll first start with introducing Ivanda Thomas, who's the Director of Health of the Health Department in Evanston, Illinois. Ivanda, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Yes, and then also with us we have Alfonso Rodriguez. Uh, Dr. Rodriguez is the Director of staff of uh, Training and Staff Development at the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. Uh, thank you, Dr. Rodriguez, for joining us. Okay, thank you. Okay, so I'm going to ask each of you to start. Maybe we'll have uh, Dr. Rodriguez to go first, and then we'll ask uh, Ivanda to go next with regards to sharing a little bit about your experience with the Advance and what you gained from the forum. Dr. Rodriguez. Okay, thank you. Well, uh, we live in in an area uh, here in San Diego that has a lot of uh, diversity and uh, uh, cultural groups. And I think what I gained from the advanced experience is to is to really kind of hone in on the whole concept of race. Um, uh, race uh, is a lot more emotive than using uh, the words culture and diversity. And um, it has uh, value in terms of really um, evoking some belief systems that we have uh, that we may just automatically carry with us, uh, as well as uh, giving us the opportunity to explore um, how our insights on, on different populations come about. Mm-hmm. So for for me, I think Advance uh, really had a lot of value in terms of just uh, doing some revisiting uh, of some of the uh, uh, areas that that I have experienced before. Mm -hmm. And I think part of what made it uh, even more of a really uh, a great experience was the dialogue that we had among the different participants that were there 
uh, the facilitators did a really good job of uh, providing a safe environment where um, ideas and beliefs could be discussed in an opened way um, and um, accepted on, on its face value. Okay, wonderful. Thank you for sharing that, Dr. Rodriguez. And I, well, you know, one of the things I did not mention to our listeners, and I probably should have, was that um, we consciously and purposefully made race a central part of the conversation at the advance. Uh, very often, we have found that uh, when we talk about inclusion, we talk about cultural competence, um, race sometimes gets put to the side, and uh, we really wanted to bring it out and make it front and center, so that there would be um, focused attention on race um, with the idea and understanding that we certainly respect that there are many other aspects of diversity. Um, so I uh, just wanted to kind of put that distinction out there that that piece of the advance was uh, purposeful. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that, that that piece was very well done because I think uh, the, the, the term race itself um, has some emotive quality, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. being able to uh, get in touch with those feelings um, in a really safe environment mm-hmm. uh, opens the opportunity for additional insight. Mm-hmm. And I think Wonderful. that uh, um, one of the the really good qualities of the advanced training was not only the the concepts, you know, the, the discussions at an intellectual level, uh, but also the dialogues that really. Uh, help people to get in touch with their feelings. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you again. And Ivanda. Right. I'm just I'm just sitting here nodding and just saying yes, yes, Dr. Rodriguez, you have just nailed what I would like to share as well. The environment, I mean when you bring up the word race, it could just ignite um people's individual hot buttons. And I think the advanced form was intentional about creating an environment where people were comfortable to share. I mean, we shared our personal experiences. We shared experiences that we had heard about. But I think what made it just so meaningful for me and and how many um, opportunities I had aha moments was there were other like-minded people across the universe that had some shared experiences, had some similar experiences, different experiences. But when we talked about race, which could be such an adversarial kind of conversation, we all took away something meaningful. We took nuggets of information of how we can um, digest things that we may have individually been dealing with or organizationally experienced. And, I mean, we took away tools to address those very um, unaddressed issues that we may share and may have um, coming from our own worldview or our own perspective. So I, I appreciate the advance forum allowing the environment to, to challenge us and to test us and to push us to go deeper, but in a safe environment where we were able to share and take away information as we went back to our communities that was um, not intrusive, not invasive, but yet um, uh, we were able to learn and grow from that experience. Uh, wonderful. Thank you so much, Yvonne, for sharing. And um, Dr. Rodriguez and Yvonne, I should have started with just thanking both of you for attending the advance because you both mm-hmm. really added to our community and uh, really appreciated all the contributions you made in the conversation at the advance as well. Thank you. Well, 
Yeah, I appreciate it. Being a participant, I mean, I took so much away. And now I have a network, a community network, where I could uh, further talk to. And I don't think it's done. I think this work is in the uh, beginning uh, stages, meaning beginning, not uh, infancy beginning, but beginning, meaning we can continue the conversations and continue the meaningful dialogue as we dwell within our separate communities. Yeah, definitely. And I'm going to look forward to that. I'll look forward to our um, connection quarterly, and then also seeing you guys at the advance in 2012. I want to ask uh, yourself, Yvonne, just to share your thoughts on what an inclusive culture looks like. Um, An inclusive culture would look like a culture that has respectful engagement. Um, um, A culture or an organization would uh, be intentional about establishing policy and practices that enhance further inclusion, uh, meaning um, further um, opportunities of inclusive behaviors. It would be intentional about creating an environment of trust and credibility, and the aha moment for me during advance was that competency is not enough, it's effective, but you need to be proficient. And so an inclusive culture would be intentional about creating that kind of environment. Excellent, wonderful. And Dr. Rodriguez, anything you'd like to add? Uh, yes. I, the, the other elements that I think are important about uh, inclusion is that we used race as kind of the starting point to um, talk about uh, different things, and we identified that n- not only were we talking about race, but we were also talking about um, populations that have special needs, um, mm-hmm. um, populations that uh, are disabled, um, different alternative lifestyles. So uh, when we used the term inclusion, it really transcended race and yes. identified to those uh, other kinds of differences. Wonderful. Thank you. The, um, so the idea of um, leading or sustaining a culture change or any additional thoughts relative to um, inclusion, I'm going to ask you just to think about Yvonne and maybe share in our next um, segment, as well as Valerie, are you on the line? Yes, I'm here. Uh, I think I got an indicator that you do have an email from someone from the uh, listening audience that we want to make sure that we went on and read and prepared to answer it as well. Would you share that information with us? Yes, Dr. G. I have a question from Ann in Charlotte, and her question states, I am a top-level manager in a for-profit company with about 110 employees with some degree of diversity. I would like to know how I can take a proactive role in introducing and changing our culture to become a more inclusive work environment. I would like to be able to have conversations about race and inclusion in a way that encourages our employees to share and contribute. Mm-hmm. Nice question. So, Yvonne, nice. I'm going to ask you to share, to think about that and maybe prepare sure. to share a response. And, Valerie, would you also share that question with um, Troy Bell, who's going to be joining us uh, momentarily on the, on the uh, air as well? Okay. Dr. Rodriguez, any final thoughts from yourself relative to this topic? Uh, well, the, the other thought that came out as part of the training was my realization that in order for gains, um, to be achieved as it relates to uh, respecting differences, that it it really does require an ongoing effort. And uh, we did notice that 
in these economic times, many times there are slippages uh, in institutions uh, as it relates to diversity uh, because the, the economics aren't there to support it. And mm -hmm. so um, one has to kind of think about um, other alternatives to keep uh, diversity and race uh, uh, highlighted as, as a way of achieving the, the kind of equality that we all believe in. Okay, fabulous. Well, Dr. Rodriguez, thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, Yvonne, I'm going to ask you to stay on the line and have our sure. listeners, if you would continue to listen. We'll be back and hear Yvonne's response to the question, as well as Troy Bell, who is the assistant, uh, special assistant to the city manager in Beverly Hills, California, will be responding to our uh, listeners' question. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network when you are trying to establish your financial plan there are all sorts of variables that you'll need to take into consideration from the ever-changing economy and markets to investment risk and your own financial needs how do you manage all of it to find a plan that'll work for you tune in to the insightful investor with bob Pugh. We'll help you iron it all out to help you stick to a financial plan with the knowledge that you need. The Insightful Investor is broadcast live Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and The Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time right here on the bottom line in business talk. Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. Thank you for staying with us with uh, Leadership Matters. We're back with uh, Ivanda and uh, Valerie, who are on, both on the line. And I know, Valerie, right before we went to break, you had shared a question. I'm going to ask you to reshare that question and then give um, 
Yvonne and Troy joins us, and op- Troy, an opportunity to respond to that question. Okay. Um, the question comes from Anne in Charlotte, and she states, I am a top-level manager in a for-profit company with about 110 employees with some degree of diversity. Mm-hmm. I would like to know how I can take a proactive role in introducing and changing our culture to become a more inclusive work environment. I would like to be able to have conversations about race and inclusion in a way that encourages our employees to share and to contribute. That is, this is Yvonne, that is an excellent, excellent question. And so I commend her for raising the question. I think I would encourage her as a leader to, first of all, define diversity for herself um, because she is going to facilitate that discussion um, um, based on some of her own perceptions, assumptions, and her worldview. So she would have to think of a definition of diversity and what that means for herself and then to do an assessment of her environment and not make assumptions about their values and beliefs, but do a blanket assessment to kind of get um, an idea of um, uh, those values and perceptions and beliefs that exist within her current culture. And then from that, I think she will get some meaningful information about how to begin the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think it's critical as a leader to be a part of that discussion so that her or the environment doesn't feel that she's dictating or trying to put off a belief on an established culture, but be a part of the process, be a part of the discussion, um, be engaged in the conversation herself. Um, And again, that assessment will give her um, details about, you know, a point of reference of where she should start um, and, and trust that process that that will give her enough fruit to begin those conversations around race and inclusion. Oh, great. And is Troy on the line? He hasn't joined us yet. Okay. You know, I will just um, add to that. Yvonne, thank you so much. I um, appreciate your mm-hmm. response and will add um, to that with regards to for Anne to uh, maybe think about also just defining and envisioning what inclusion looks like. Right. And, um, and from that vision, I really love the appreciative inquiry model as a way of engaging uh, because it engages from our successes. So yeah. I know one of our previous shows, we talked a lot about using the appreciative inquiry model mm-hmm. uh, to move organizations forward. And so really to think about what would the vision of a more inclusive organization look like, what are they currently doing that are great strengths that they can build upon, success stories to leverage and learn from, and then what else else needs to happen behaviorally in order to bring the the vision of inclusion to fruition. What Mm -hmm. is top management, as we talked about in the previous segment, what do they need to model? Uh, with right. regards to saying and doing, what do they need to support as it relates to, you know, what might need to be in performance evaluations, what trainings might meet, need to be provided in order to ensure right. people have the competencies to do uh, and demonstrate inclusive behaviors, and um, what coaching may need to happen, and then rewarding, you know, how right. can they create a system that actually rewards inclusive behavior so that it's encouraged. So I think right. really having the leaders be mindful about building upon successes, defining, as you said, um, Yvonne, just starting with that definition of, of um, what is inclusion, mm-hmm. and then also um, evaluating from a space of what are our successes, what right. do we have as strengths, 
so that it really creates some positive energy for generating right. some potential solutions to action plan. Exactly. Uh, would also be a recommendation for Ann. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm-hmm. and Dr. G, don't you don't you believe she should seek opportunities to showcase? the successes. So oh, absolutely. What success looks like. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I think that's also a wonderful way of uh, rewarding. Uh, yes. Yes, the exactly. implementation. Absolutely. Uh, Valerie, thank you so much for bringing that um, question from our listening audience. Can you share with us and the rest of our listening audience what they can do in the future if they'd like to submit a question or um, maybe a topic for suggestion? Okay, sure. They would need to call one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero, or they can send emails to Dr. G at Innovisions dot org, and that's dr. dot g at Innovisions dot org. Okay, wonderful. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you, Dr. G. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ivanda, any final thoughts or tips for our uh, listening audience to consider as relates to what leaders can do regarding inclusion or, or um, as they encouraging inclusion in cultural sure. confidence in the workplace? Well, the one last uh, nugget I'd like to share that uh, the facilitators um, shared with us at the advanced forum um, is that everything in the universe has rhythm. I think it's from Maya Angelou that everything dances. And as leaders, if we believe that uh, everything dances, that means that there's movement. Uh, movement means that it's uh, ever-evolving, that there's um, – you want to see the end in mind, and, and you define what that end looks like as far as inclusion for your organization, um, policies and practices that uh, support that. But when you believe as a leader that everything in the universe has rhythm and movement, um, then you believe that all of your employees can contribute, that um, there is a balance of power, and that we as leaders are not to abuse that power in an oppressive uh, way, but to understand that that power can um, encourage that movement and that rhythm. And so uh, if you see the end in mind, which is your inclusive environment, that you strive to continue to to continue to dance and participate and stay engaged and stay involved and stay committed as a leader to, to see the end in mind. Wonderful. I absolutely um, love that and appreciate it. And I love that uh, metaphor. And you're right, that was Maya Angelou. It said everything yes. in the universe has rhythm. Everything yes. dances. And it's so... Um, consistent with our, our metaphor and our thinking around uh, cultural competence um, because we, we know that important part of it is being in tune with what's happening in the world around us, yeah. um, listening to the music, so to speak. Yeah. We don't just get on the dance floor and start exactly. moving. <laughs> we kind of study what's happening in the, in the world around us, and we, we look at our partners, you know, yeah. those who we're going to interact with and see, you know, where are they so that we can get in sync with. Mm-hmm. So, it makes us conscious. Mm-hmm. It makes us conscious. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, the um, uh, has Valerie uh, left the line? I believe she has. Okay. What, wanted to share with us, Yvonne, do you, do you by chance have the dates from the uh, or the upcoming advance in 2012? Um, I want to say, I think, I know it's in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next advance is, is it May 16th through the 20th? Does that sound right? 2012? Yeah. I am not sure, but I, what I'll say is that we will make sure that we get it posted on the website. In yes. fact, we'll ask our listeners to check our um, our website. We'll have a link on there 
probably by the first week in July. Okay. With more on the advance and. Um, Love to kind of get feedback, not only on today's show, but always on leadership matters in general, Um, but looking forward to specifically getting suggestions with regards to what any of those who, any of you who attended the events may have as ways that we can improve and make it even better next year, and even topics around this this. this broader topic that our listeners might be interested in. But the website with additional information and mm-hmm. registration opening should be up by mid-July. So, oh, great, um, great. If, yeah, so if anyone's um, interested and they'd like us to even send them a link when that's available, please feel free to use the drg at innovisions.org uh, email and just email us today, and we'll make sure that as more information becomes available mm-hmm. that we send it out um, to you. Well, Dr. G, I do have those dates. Uh, I was, you know, remembering correctly, which is a good thing. Okay. (laughs) The um, planning, I am planning to attend the Advance 2012, which is May 16th through the 19th, 2012 in San Diego, California. Wonderful. Thank you, Yvonda. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah, and thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. You're joining us. I appreciate the opportunity. I, it, it's really been my privilege. It just really uh, solidifies and affirms those tools that uh, you so graciously share with us as leaders so that we can come back and be a part of transforming and impacting our communities that we serve. Wonderful. And I'm glad you said that because I think that was a big theme for myself and Stepman as we looked at our vision and working together. It really is about changing our communities one person yeah. at a time. So we really... Um, appreciate and thank each of you who's taken on the journey to do that. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much to our listening audience. Please join us next week on Wednesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time for more on how you too can make your leadership matter. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. G is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.